What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Martin, with Intuitive Minds Podcast. Welcome to another ed- episode of Intuitive Minds. And today's guest, we have music journalist and creative content exec, Jason Rodriguez. How you doing, man? I'm good, my brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, how's your day going so far? I mean, it's noon right now in the East Coast. So how's, how's, it, how's it going so far? Uh, it's good, man. You know, a little busy Fridays. I, I, I just started this uh, newsletter uh, this year that I published called Backseat Freestyle. So mm-hmm. Fridays is kind of like, a, um, you know, heavy, heavy consumption, doing a lot of listening to music and kind of sorting through stuff. So it's mm-hmm. relaxing and busy all at once. Yeah, yeah. And then all, all of this circuit. And then do you, does it also cover just music or only does it cover like news all around the world as well, like in the music industry? No, just hip hop. I, I I did it to kind of like, uh, you know, it's funny, like with Twitter and social media, you, mm-hmm. you it's your life. But, um, you know, like I'm a music journalist, so people know me as, but I, you know, my, my social media has expanded for me, like talking about my family and the country, yeah. and mm-hmm. politics and sports. And so I wanted to have something that's just like um, more filtered and just kind of, you know, me as a hip hop journalist. So that's why I ended up starting a newsletter. Mm-hmm. So now break down the journey of Jason Rodriguez, the start of how, where you grew up and everything and the the journey to New York City. Yeah, I um, I grew up in um, Newark, Delaware, which is about two hours south of New York. Um, you know, Puerto Rican kid, you know, suburbs, uh, somewhere between middle class and working class. And um you know, I had uh, parents who were heavily influenced by music, uh, Latin, but also like Motown, older brothers who were very much like the uh, post-Motown um, kind of uh, soul disco era and mm-hmm. with a little bit of MTV, you know, early onset MTV, uh, early hip hop era. So, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of Motown, Curtis Blow, Rick James, um, Young MC, Beastie Boys. Um, so, you know, music's always around my house. And then, you know, one day I was with my best friend a couple of houses down, going down his basement for whatever mischief we were doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, his older brother was watching Young TV raps. And, you know, I saw the Big Daddy Kane music video. And yeah. Like, uh, lights out, you know, slow motion. Who's this dude with this cameo fade and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the stripes in his hair? And, uh, yeah, you know, from there, I kind of became obsessed with hip hop. Uh, you know, buying everything I could with, with little money, buying, uh, really just going to grocery stores and reading the magazines on the newsstands. Yeah, and yeah. then um, it wasn't until I was in college when I had a girlfriend who was from New York who it was much more um, palatable for her, right? Like mm-hmm. New York, it's like, you know, there's labels, um, things are right there. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, made it easy for her to kind of like picture this um this thing is like a career and so yeah. she was like you should absolutely like do the thing you want to do so you know then i actually start like i guess stopped trying to like hide it from myself mm-hmm. um, you know switch to journalism and um yeah went to grad school got on with all hip-hop uh started by some delaware folks like myself and then yeah. you know from there uh worked hard each step of the way yeah i mean when you you moved to brooklyn first when you moved to new york correct um, I did well. My first year was in Harlem. Um, my okay. first year was in Harlem. I always wanted to go to Brooklyn. In fact, when I was an undergrad and I made the decision that like this is mm-hmm. what I really want to do and I'm going to stop fronting, like all the people I went to school with who were from Brooklyn, like I'm, I'm rapping with them about like what neighborhoods, um, uh, you know, different characteristics, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, neighborhoods, yeah. et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, and kind of like doing my intel. You know, I'd take trips to to New York and Brooklyn for whatever reason I could. Um, but then I ended up living in Harlem because I had a, a, you know, that same girlfriend. Um, yeah. Uh, she lived in Mount Vernon. So I was like, yo, I'm going to live in Harlem. And it's, yeah. 
uh, closer to her. So my first year I lived in Harlem and then from there, um, Brooklyn and did like what, 11 years in Brooklyn you know, before so moving you, out to the burbs. So you got, you got to see the transition of Brooklyn because it transitioned a lot throughout yeah, the yeah. last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. That's a funny thing when you're not even from someplace and you're like, yo, who are all these people? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, uh, put some roots down in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember I moved to New York the first time in 2011 and Harlem was actually the place I went to. Well, yeah. like, it was actually Spanish Harlem, like close there. Like the dormitory was around there, like Spanish Harlem in that area. But I come from the suburbs as well, like the Virginia area. Okay. Like, for me, that was like a complete like... Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's not, my wife is from the suburbs of Virginia. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So it's like a culture shock, but at the same time, it wasn't a culture shock because I come from Albania as well. So mm-hmm. it was like similarities here and there but for you what was that like what was the culture shock for you um that's a good question i mean so i moved it was uh 2004 mm-hmm. and um you know very much in the midst of like um snap music and little john like i just remember constantly hearing like little john um uh, what's the other record there was like three records in a row the djs would always constantly uh pair together mm-hmm. um and um I don't know if there's just a mix. I mean, I, you know, it's 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 like, you know, there wasn't a culture shock as much as kind of like you just get indoctrinated by, you know, a different way of life. And it's something that I'd wanted. So it's like I kind of didn't see it until yeah. um, a couple months after I'd been there. So let's say I moved in August mm-hmm. and then, you know, come like six months later in the spring when I had friends coming up. I just remember like, they were like, yo, like you're just more aggressive. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. It's not like barking, but just in ways where yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, yo, cross the street. Like, come on, like being at the bodega. And I'm like, yo, what are you waiting in line for? Like, that's mm-hmm. only a dollar. You got a dollar. Just go to the front and put the dollar down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just things like that, which you kind of understand, like with New York, like it's, it's, I remember 50 Cent talking about like the difference mm-hmm. between like New York and other areas where it's like, you know, other places are spread wide. New York is spread mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, puts everybody on top of each other. And that kind of fosters this just um, aggression and competitiveness. And, you know, mm-hmm. with all the people here just to stand out, like, it's not just about being good or talented. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Element of kind of like desire and, um, you know, being able to launch yourself into it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it wasn't culture shock as much. It was like me, like having that moment with my friends from back home and then realizing like, oh, it's it's. Um, yeah, you know, I'm plugging into the city, and it's 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 yeah. it's charging me up. And, and and what's 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 funny about that is is not to cut you off, but what's funny about that is I I went to New York, and then I moved back to Virginia for a little bit, and the things that I would talk to my friends in Virginia about, they couldn't con- they couldn't grasp it at all yeah. because I, I started bringing that that aggressiveness that you mentioned. I became more aggressive. I became I started walking a little faster. I started <laughs> picking up things quick. You know what I mean? Because yep. the suburbs yeah, yeah. you do everything by car. Yeah. You know what I mean? But New York, as soon as you step out, it's like five million things are at once happening, yeah. just like boom, right there. And it's like, so you have to adjust to it like really quick. Like the metro, you have to learn that thing within a week. Exactly. Yep. Or else you're going to be lost. Uptown is downtown. Downtown is, it's like you have to know these things like from the get go. You're, you know what I mean? Like the green line goes on the east side, the, the red line is on the west side of Manhattan, mm-hmm. like things like that. So, like, and trying to explain these things to them, it just they couldn't grasp it. You know what I mean? And it's it's a different lifestyle, but you pick up a lot of things as well as you go along. Yeah, I always tell people when, back then, I'm like, it's just uh, you know, come stay with me for three days, and you'll see. It. Mm-hmm. Like a weekend's not enough. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, it's it's not easy to plug into New York, but if you're willing, it, you know, it just it just takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but certainly more than a weekend. And then next year, yeah. you kind of feel yeah. it uh, transforming you. Yeah, because then it's like, how do you survive in New York? It's like, you know, you got delis, you know what I mean? You got like, you can get like a $4 sandwich in a deli yeah. really quick. That'll hold you down for a couple hours and then you kind of keep walking. That's the beauty about New York. It's like every time you walk, you can always find yourself eating something. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? You always get hungry because you're always walking. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah, New York City is, is a different beast out there, especially yeah. coming from like a, a place like Delaware, Virginia. For sure, for sure. Different beast. You mentioned your wife is from Virginia as well. Do you come here a lot as well because of her? Um, we try to come like once a year. Um, I obviously, I haven't because of uh, COVID, but she's from McLean. So, like, you know, we go and kind of like stay in D.C. And, yeah, 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 yeah. In the DMV area. Yep. That's where I live in that area. Yep, yep. So, McLean is like 10 minutes away from me, 15 minutes. Okay, yep. Yep, so like, yeah, but, but now growing up, you mentioned music was a big part of your uh, household. What are some of your biggest inspirations, like specifically artist wise that you like, like stood out to you? Um, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. um, post uh, New Edition. So uh, Bobby Brown, Solo, BBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, probably. Um, that like the early onset death row dr dre mm-hmm. uh snoop and and dog pal uh, th- those are probably like the three most like formative things when it's mm-hmm. like i'm deciding music um I- i'll probably add tribe called quest in there yeah um and uh mob deep like you know those are very distinct things that i remember like yeah. buying borrowing and stealing <laughs> um yeah, yeah. for my foundation mm-hmm. what, what are your t- top five mcs Oh, you just mentioned them. Like those are it. Um, no, you know it's so funny. I, I have a my, my college roommate always asks me this, especially like when he gets in debates. He kind of uses me as a trump card to be like, "Well, let me call a Jay. He's a professional." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, you know, sometimes I have a hard time separating my 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 personal top five from like mm-hmm. what I see is like the historical top five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Like I, I remember seeing like quotes from people who work at like Sports Center and ESPN, and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't have a favorite team. The, the league is my favorite team. Um, and, and, you know, when I was young, I didn't understand that, you know, kind of getting professional, you know, I understand that and, you know, just finding the value in, uh, different music, you know, I'm, I'm very much like 1992, 1994, New York, East coast lyricism aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but it doesn't mean that like right now it's like, you know, uh, Pooh Shasty is one of my favorite, mm-hmm. um, Dumb and Dumber, the, the, the young Dolphin and Key Glock album, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm super excited for like the roll up of that. Um, so, you know, appreciating different things, but, you know, like top five, top five, like, uh, it's funny because, you know, obviously it changes with the rise of different artists. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I, I hold hard to kind of like what my first idea of top five was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, you know, so obviously like Rakim, um, Ice Cube, um, Scarface, Jay-Z, obviously Big. Um, Although, you know, late stage Wayne, I know people are mixed on him. I'd probably put little Wayne. I, mine's more, more like a moving, like seven or eight. Um, mm-hmm. Nas. Um, yeah, I'll say that for now. I actually did a top five. When that movie Top Five came out, there was a round table that we did. It was like Chris Rock, Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson, yeah, Angel yeah, yeah. Martinez, um, me, Daytuan, Thomas, Shaheem Reed, mm-hmm. um, and Ed Lover. Um um, I forgot to turn off my my messages, but we 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 did a um, we did our top five like that where we had to list them and and 
I think I had the same trouble then. And then like, I'm like arguing with Ed Lover about, yeah. um, <laughs> about groups. I'm like, you no know, group members. Um, and he's like, he's like, yo, why can't I? I think Dayton set me up too. He was like, yo, Jay, what's the rules? And I'm like, yo, no group members because they only have to come up with half the song. Yeah, um, it's true. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like an evasive non-answer, not non-answer. But you know, it's it's a you know mix of kind of like those early, um, early nineties. Yeah, you know, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. um, you know, trying to slip in some appreciation for some of the two thousands. You know, it's just so hard because. Uh, so obviously, like Kendrick is incredible, and he's going to end up there. But it, it's so in the middle of it because mm. careers are lasting longer, right? Like, look how long Jay Z's career is now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and look what he did on the the Judas and the uh, Black Messiah mm-hmm. like soundtrack mm-hmm. with that verse. So it's like you know, before mm-hmm. kind of careers kind of kept shorter, and you could kind of put context into what it means to be great historically. And now there's so many people that are still going and hitting strides. And uh, you know, for me personally, it gets hard to update. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, for me as well, because I'm a '90s hip hop head as well. Like, I love the '90s. You know, the 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 gurus of Gangstar, Big Pun, uh, Big L, yeah, Nas, uh, Rakim, and Big Daddy yeah. Kane. And then, then oh, group wise, it's like Tribe Called Quest, Naughty by Nature, mm-hmm. uh, Diggable Planets. If I want to feel, you know, oh, spirit, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, not everybody likes Diggable Planets. Every time I mention them, it's like yeah, it's funny. Uh, me and Bonsu Thompson, uh, maybe about like it's probably like a year ago. Yeah, or maybe like eight months ago, we were like going back and forth, just talking about that uh, that Diggable Planets album, kind of how nice they were, and people mm-hmm. were getting lost in the aesthetic or kind of mm-hmm. like the the prism of the 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 kind of like black hippiness but uh, yeah those ones were dope but it's yeah. funny I, I mean i could just i could lick off like so many like i could talk about like early 2000s and 10 groups that i like absolutely loved and like even mm-hmm. now there's just so mm-hmm. many like artists that i like like little uzi vert like i love little uzi vert mm-hmm. um you know what i mean I like but um polo g i like what polo g's doing i, I like yeah. the, the, the goat album like there's just so many like i i always tell people like i'm I I don't I don't go back and listen to a lot of old music because I'm I don't come home and watch the 1992 NBA Finals. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I want to watch tonight's game. Exactly. Yeah, be so, updated. But yeah. that's like the journalism in you. Like that's 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 the journalistic integrity in you as well. Like keeping up to date with things. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I do that because I, I I always joke that like somebody's gonna ask me like, "Yo, what are you listening to?" And and mm-hmm. I, just yesterday I was on a call and somebody's like, "Oh, you know, uh, are you familiar with 24K Gold?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I was just listening to the album." Uh, two weeks ago yeah uh, and referencing and you know some of it is professional but i but i just i love it like i just love the culture and i love mm-hmm. listening to new acts and kind of like that that rise and ascent of artists like i loved like the arrival of jay-z i love the arrival of young jeezy i love mm-hmm. like little wayne's like ascent um and i just like seeing artists coming to their own and that's like super exciting super, yeah, that's the story and, and you know now it's like we're in, we're in a capacity where um then there's you know this grain class of hip hop where it's like you know Royce the Five Nines obviously obviously arrived uh, arrived a long time ago but mm-hmm. you know now you're kind of seeing this just like polish you know yeah, where where, yeah. where he he's just in such a zone because he knows himself uh, mm-hmm. personally so you know he's applying that professionally and and you're getting this work from uh, him or like Brooklyn Ka yeah exactly um, yep yep you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah it's just it's just dope man. I, yeah. I, I always just love. I always say hip hop just gets better and better. We we could argue about like peak superstars from different eras, maybe yeah. better from one or other. But 
you know, just a breath of like where it's at now. Yeah. The 30th best rapper today mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. smashes the 30th best rapper like. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, the genre, like Jay-Z said, like, we don't work this hard to stay the same. You know what I mean? Hip hop doesn't work this hard just to stay in that same realm. I mean, they broke. Look at Steve Stout. I mean, he took hip hop into like advertisement. You know what I mean? He changed the game with it. You know what I mean? Just that aspect. Look at an extra notch level. It's like, okay, Steve Stout did that for hip hop. You know what I mean? You had like Allen Iverson combining with hip hop and you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yep. Which is a beautiful Jay Z and Fifty Cent commercial, you know what I mean? Advertised for, I think it was for the Reebok shoe. I can't remember, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, that was right when I moved to New York. I remember having those kicks. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it just keeps. It's gonna continue to grow. It's only what forty six years old as as a genre. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like midlife already. You know what I mean? So, but now you've been in the game for twenty plus years and wearing many hats. What is something you have learned that you will still apply today? Uh wow. Um, what is something that I've learned to apply today? I you know I mean I I I think it's just that uh, you know uh, uh, having the filter to kind of appreciate the the effort of today, right? Like I I just I I've, I'm super outspoken about like not wanting to be the person who's like, um, you know, back in the day I had Nas. You guys have Little Nas X, like that meme that you see on IG. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or it's mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, we had spitters. You had mumble rappers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, you just have to appreciate, uh, the, you know, the now. Where it's like, again, like I like Pusha T. Would he be viewed at the same way he is uh, 15 years ago compared to like Young Buck? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not. Um, but you know, in the in the constant, const, uh, you know, in the landscape of what's happening now and uh, you know, there's a different emphasis on the elements of songwriting. Like, you know, you have to pay attention and kind of compare it to that and, mm-hmm. you know, keep up with the trends and the lingo and, and you know, it, not only having that open mind, but, you know, being able to also to kind of have like a progressive nature towards it too. I, I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. And, you know, from there you can have the foundation of doing whatever, whether you're an A&R and, and signing people mm-hmm. or, or, you know, a marketer or a journalist, or, you know, but, but being able to kind of have that appreciation for now, because there's a lot of people in music who they don't necessarily love it. They just like the being in the business of it. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those people have found success um, and some people are really good at it, but um, I could not reconcile like not loving it and trying to participate in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's, a, it's a two different things. Yeah, those are two different elements. You, you pick one. I think that's what Cardi said. It's like, I came in the rap game just to make the money. You know what I mean? I don't really love this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, some people do that well, like mm-hmm. that, you know, like th- there's athletes who are like, yo, football is my first love, but they play basketball or, you know, like Adam Schefter. He's like the yeah. breaks all the news, football news for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I love, I like basketball. And I'm like, man, it's crazy. You're a football journalist. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, look at, look at like Jamie Foxx, you know, what I mean? Jamie Foxx goal was to become a singer, but he used yeah. acting to get into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He already had. So there's people like that that use like certain talents to get to that main talent that they really want. Yeah. I mean, there's different ways in, in this industry you can go upon it and approach it. You know what I mean? But it depends on what you want, what you want out of it, because the industry can chew you out and spit you out like right like that. You know what I mean? So you have to know what you want right off that. Yeah, for sure. You definitely have to be grounded in something mm-hmm. that, you know, it's it's kind of like that uh quote from the wire like you know a, a man's gotta have a code mm-hmm. exactly exactly that's crazy that's a good show too man 
Like, even though that show gets like downplayed, it's still a great show. <laughs> gems here. Yeah, it gets downplayed a lot, but it's still a great show. I love it. Um, now, covering former Barack Obama's, former President Barack Obama's presidential inauguration and him being the first African-American president, what emotions were going through you uncovering such a momentous event? Don't mess this up. Um, <laughs> nah, it's, you know, I, I, MTV was an interesting position. Like, I, I, I had other jobs where I, you know, I enjoyed the culture of the company or I enjoyed mm-hmm. the people more. But, like, you know, I, I, the duty of, like, my role at MTV, that, that's probably, like, my most, like, prideful kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's just a company that just has, like, you know, this impact uh, through history and, and they're also like a record of history. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, anytime there was uh, big stories, like just having that, um, that responsibility, like, you know, this is going to be a reference. Like, you know, when, when people look back on um, Barack Obama's inauguration speech and how, you know, MTV is this, you know, youth culture kind of conglomerate media mm-hmm. outfit, like, you know, how did they cover it? And so, you know, just trying to, you know, be honest about like the 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 speech and the response to it, and and not trying to write about it in this you know my own bubble, but like you know the joy that people had and what yeah, it had. yeah exactly. also like you know the roadblocks ahead and what he had to go through to get there, et cetera. So it's it um I don't know, I, I I there was definitely a lot of stories that one included MTV where it's like you're definitely thinking about like uh, how is this gonna hold up in five and ten years from now when people look yeah. at it um, yeah. and providing the right context and not just doing the like you know this is a speech and this is what he said but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like uh, taper the expectations of like you know this is what happened and why and what it matters and um, yeah you know for the Brock's inauguration like covering Michael Jackson's passing yeah. You know, Jay-Z's move to to become an executive, which, you know, was so, like, uh, that in itself unexpected is at the time. And, yep. and mm-hmm. you, know, you know, just making sure, like, having, like, that pride in, like, this historical record. Like, a, a lot of times that came through my head at MTV where it's like, this mm-hmm. is, um, people are going to find this and remember it and reference it. And if they're like me who does all the homework or history becomes like a diehard and want to know like i don't want to be judged where it's like yo this guy didn't know what he was talking about like I, yeah, I want to, like yeah. you're like yeah he either you know he got it or i, I got something from that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i totally get that because that's like, it's like you have to do your research you know what i mean completely like uh like i'm not a journalist at all you know what i mean i don't i never went to journalism school or nothing at all nothing like that this podcast and but the research part is what kind of keeps the podcast going because i'll tend to find gems that people get thrown off on it's like where did you find that gem right, sometimes right. i feel like should i have mentioned that or should i and then so i kind of took a step back and doing my research a little bit i don't go for too further into it or if i do i kind of just exclude certain questions i'm like should i be asking about that and so i kind of or i go reference other interviews that they've done right right you know? right it's it's a very tricky, but to cover something like that, you must have had to like done so much stuff to 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 because that's a big moment right there. Yeah, I, I, it's weird why I got assigned to me. I, I I don't know, but you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like a an intense high stress moment, like watching without like DVR, um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, 
really paying attention to like what parts are important, but having to have, you know, um, having to have been part of uh, the story to like know uh, what's important and what's not. Yeah, and, um, yeah it's it's uh, it's crazy. But but I mean, but like it, as a as a journalist, like that's always been like my mo is to, you know, the 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 record is so important to me. Like not the actual like uh, record, like you know, things going on the record is so important to me. And and mm-hmm. the reason I love like reading the source and vibe and double XL when I was younger is is like you know this is just it's it's documenting history and mm-hmm. um you know trusting myself to be so dedicated to kind yeah, of yeah. Like, mm-hmm. suss out what's important and what's not and being able to do the reporting and mm-hmm. knowing who the right people are to call or, or you know reading other things or listening to things that help me like that you know that's always been like my uh you know the thing that i honor and uphold Mm-hmm. How do you think journalism has, has the game has changed since you've been a part of it? Um, that's actually funny to ask this morning because of what happened last night on Twitter um, with the uh, R.I.P. D.M.X. hashtag. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, he just passed away. And uh, no, did he for real? Yeah, just now. As as I'm talking to you, they just mm-hmm. announced it. Really? That just fucked me up right now. Whoa. Oh wow! Yeah, to see the news alert. Wow. If Elliot Wilson posted it, um I didn't see the New York Times. H fifty. Damn. Twelve minutes ago. Or thirteen. Yeah, now my phone is blowing up. Um no, but it's it's you know, um so last night it was trending and um you know, it's just like all these people with like blue checks, which like, you know, who gets a blue check and who doesn't yeah. on Twitter? Like, it's not like there's like a lot of deeper thought put it into it. And mm-hmm. so sometimes the qualifications for it are super low. So it's like, you know, all these people saying it, it's like spreading this information. And, um, you know, I, was, I just remember seeing people, so many people being like, yo, where's the source or can't anybody get it and you know and after like 20 minutes i see people doing it over and over and over again and then so finally like i like do a mix of like digging around myself plus mm-hmm. um you know like i reach out to the family publicist and you know i hear nothing from the family publicist so i'm like i'm sure it's this is not true and that's probably why they're asleep and then you know kind of untangling and seeing where this rumor came from where this comedian um she had said a comment like well you know uh when you have this type of failure, like to me, I consider that gone. And so that's why I said it. And so she had to kind of backtrack what she said, but you know, that's where everybody was getting it from. And, um, I, you know, I made a comment to a friend of mine, you know, um, there's a lot of times where I'll just do kind of like some reporting on my own and just start tweeting it out. And I see outlets taking my tweets, um, as mm-hmm. they're reporting, cause they're not either, they're not doing their reporting or they don't know how to do their reporting or, yeah. Um, whatever so you know there's some parts of that have changed but also you know it's it's in some ways it's like the same way that um songwriting has changed right like for Mm -hmm. for rap hip-hop right where it's like you know there was this like uh, um the importance to put an emphasis on like lyricism which you know it changed to then be like a, a you know melody to which changed to then be like you know this vibe or sound or filters uh, or lo-fi and so you know the, the idea of like media coverage um in hip-hop 
from hip hop outlets, you know, has changed mm. a little bit too, where, you know, it's some elements of like curation, like, you know, you see what Elliot does, what it's Instagram and it's Twitter. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all kind of inside because of the pandemic now, but, you know, it, it, people kind of just flip camera before, but now, you know, taking their iPhone um, and, and, and shooting stuff. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it's just, it's just, it's changed into, um, a different emphasis of like skill sets. Um, yeah, yeah and you know, some of it works with the times because the, the, the mechanisms of delivery are like Twitter and Instagram. Um, and so, you know, some of the stuff that like I did, you know, doesn't bode well for that. And that's why I probably, you know, I write less than I used to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's just changes with what, um, people want you know yeah it's like the newspapers versus the phones now you know what i mean yeah and then you know even like this like with um this news of dmx passing like you know i i was thinking about um you know in our media it's like we don't necessarily have like these like obituaries that like are written like you know a, a great public figure dies and like you can read the New York Times, the LA mm-hmm. Times, Washington Post and kind of get these obituaries that are like soaring, um, you know, happened like when, when, when Kobe Bryant passed. And for us, like that, you know, that would be like Mr. C on Hot 97. Yeah, He, he was almost like the obituary writer because he would do a, a mix, which is, and it's just, it's different than a playlist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously he's not on Hot 97 anymore, but, I, you know, I, 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 we we all kind of saluted DMX recently as part of that versus, but um, having this happen today and, and just now and hearing that, like, I, I, I do hope, like, you know, DJs really hit the, the airwaves um, and really kind of, like, tribute him because... Yeah, because um, that's a... He's, I mean, he's a whole generation... Yeah, I mean, he 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 was intense in that work and that first two album run and the way he kind of burst through and became a superstar. Again, mm-hmm. kind of going back to what I said, like that. I mean, that's 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 the lifeline of hip hop, right? Like just introducing and arriving with these new stars and you know uh, and be, being able to like remember like that Jonathan Mannion photo where yeah you know, with the dogs and yeah. And he's holding the two dogs, or, mm-hmm. or just or kind of like the grit of the black and white. Uh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, forget at me, dog, or mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the 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 double XL covers with X. Like um, that shit matters. And hearing this news right now, it's like that. That's the reason why this shit matters. And you know, it's it's going to be harder now with the digital landscape and 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 finding those like elements where it's like you know, there's less magazines. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm playlists instead of mixes that you know uh, mixtapes are kind of non-existent and now it's kind of these digital projects where it's like mm-hmm. you know what's the what's the what's the thing the tangible thing to remember somebody by and i you know and i guess in some ways that's why you see this kind of like burgeoning uh atmosphere for like nfts yep right? yep like, you know mm-hmm. how, how can we make like a digital Art token form. kind of feel substantial in that same way um mm-hmm. yeah man rest in peace dmx yeah that that one hurts crazy i mean he's he single-handedly saved def jam from falling apart with his two out al- the first two albums yeah he literally man rest in peace but um now moving on with uh you worked with vibe magazine and double xl magazine for someone that's entering that world what would you say to them and things to, to watch out for 
Um, what would I even say to them? It, I, you know, I, I, I think the... I've read something recently with this uh, newsletter um, that a, a, a former editor-in-chief kind of put together and he's talking about like the business of media mm-hmm. and, you know, as like, you know, subscription or newsstand sales, like those things were like a moat to kind of like protect the castle. And, you know, with a lot of that media, you know, like you don't have to pay to go on XXL's website or Vibe's website. and. Mm-hmm the advantages and disadvantages of that are um you know there's some chasing that they have to do to kind of like find um audience and that's just like regular internet kind of machinations of Mm -hmm. like audience development but you know it's it's being able to find like when there was a magazine and you had five dollars and you had to pick am i buying double xl vibe with a source right you know each were so different right like the vibe Mm -hmm. is going to be more fashion inclined way more r&b the other magazines that have R&B, but those would be like 300 words on an R&B artist, whereas mm-hmm. like Bible go like, you know, 3000 words mm-hmm. um, and, you know, distinct differences. And, you know, I, I think if somebody's going back into it or starting now, it's like, you know, finding that what's your distinct difference and niche um, that you have as an individual right, um, yeah. kind of pursuing that, but also like using that to hone like a vision that you have. Uh, so as you move up from, editorial assistant or junior editor that kind of senior editor to to you know becoming like a content executive mm-hmm. you know being able to say like you know i've i've taken my point of view and, and matured it out into like this vision that i think mm-hmm. can work for an operation uh because you know you want to find like the distinct differences where it's like you know the fader does this and complex does this you know, yeah, yeah, five yeah. does this and mm-hmm. the does that like the you know the the with all these kind of safeguards crumbling, the one thing that's um, lasting is like taste and vision, right? Like what, what's, what's our collective taste that separates mm-hmm. us from that collective mm-hmm. taste. And, mm-hmm. you know, you use that to kind of embrace and champion different elements more than the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if your life had a soundtrack, which five tracks would you pick? Oh man. Um, and this this can really change any like day to day hour maybe hour to hour afternoon to yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what five tracks? Um, I definitely need a Nas track. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll say Street Dreams mm-hmm. um, because he shouts out Delaware. Um, <laughs> but I, but also you know when he's like uh, I, I thought Jordan's in a gold chain was living it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that because you know it speaks to the element of like what you're looking for for affirmation mm-hmm. early and you know it changes as your goals get bigger and, and you know hence kind of street dreams and you know he's talking about something much different but um but but i, I think that is a theme I, I pick that as one um uh i'll go with pete rock and cl smooth they reminisce over you mm-hmm. Troy, nice. probably my favorite rap song ever um mm-hmm. but you know just the element of like celebration introspection and remembering the life lived um mm-hmm. I, I you know i always think that it's important important obviously like with this news at dmx uh doubly so um gotta throw some bad boy on there because they were a huge influence um so maybe kicking the door by big um just you know it's a pairing of premiere my favorite producer and, mm-hmm. and just rhyming stupid it, 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 just like high volume excellence and execution um as an example uh 
need some J. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll say the allure. Um, mm-hmm. The allure is such a beautiful song, and I don't think people probably describe it that way. But uh, you know where he goes in like just like not even a verse where he goes in eight bars of being like so high to like the consequences mm-hmm. of things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's like, you know, not even James Dean could escape the allure, um, leaving a good looking corpse, of course. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, shit, that's it. That is from that song. I, you know, I just, I, just, I just think the idea is like consequences is real. Like decisions matter. And so that's mm-hmm. important to me. So I, I would say that's something that's kind of like relatable to how I view life. Um, so I got what street dreams, uh, kicking the door. They reminisce over you, allure. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, again, these are all super like aggressive. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could leave it at four. Doesn't it? I, no, I mean, I, 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 maybe like little Kim, no time. Um, <laughs> nice. I I uh, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago where I was saying like I uh, beyond like my daughter like even past like my work i i I hope i have a legacy of like just champion women um Mm -hmm. so i definitely want to include a a woman artist and uh my good friend clover hope just put out a book uh the mother load a hundred plus women in hip-hop history and you know she points to little kim as kind of like the example of like everything uh for women in hip-hop and what Mm -hmm. she went through trials and tribulations And, and you know no time is that, you know, again, you know, ties into New York hustle and spirit and, you know, if you're going to get after it, like, that's the mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox, you could ask me in four hours from now and it would completely be like five different songs. Times to song. <laughs> would you prefer, would you prefer Foxy Brown or Lil' Ken? Um, that's a good one. Uh, I really like Foxy's first two albums a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and I'd probably be cheating if I said both, but. I don't know. Maybe I probably like Foxy's overall albums better, but like Kim just has higher. But like when Kim, when it's all comes together for Kim, it's just like forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite female rapper is Foxy, just because of that demeanor she has. Yeah, that's, yeah no, Fox is dope. Foxy's dope. I, she I went one thing her around <laughs> Brooklyn every once in a while. Still, oh, she's still around the area. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, you know. I, I'm obviously I'm I'm in the burbs now in Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. During the pandemic, but like, um, yeah, I'd see her around pretty often. Yeah, shout out to Foxy. Uh, now, uh, you had the pleasure of interviewing Jay, like you mentioned earlier. After the interview, did he by chance give you any advice or anything like that? Or if not, what was the experience meeting him? Um, I don't think I got any advice, but it's it's funny. So that interview, I always love telling the story. Um, I've told it to a lot of people, but I don't think I've ever told it like on air. But um, so that interview was like uh, the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was the day before Thanksgiving. And I remember a couple of days prior to, like, they came up to, like, uh, executives of MTV come up to me and Shaheem Reed, and they're like, "Yo, we had we booked this Jay Z interview." Um, I don't I don't know if they said which one of you could do it because you know Shaheem was more senior than me, so like he would get it. But Shah had already booked his travel for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, "I can't do it." And um, I booked my travel too, but I, I, just, I wanted to do it. So I was like, oh, I haven't booked my travel yet. <laughs> and um, so I got the opportunity to do it. And I remember Shaheem um, very much telling me, and you know, it's, it's, it's stuff you learn in school, 
where it's like, you know, don't ask closed end questions that can give you a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. But, but Shah's like, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a cutting mind and, and, you know, he's done this a lot of times and you, you don't want to like trap yourself into too many closed end questions because then, you know, he, he might become like, um, uncomfortable or not uncomfortable, but like, you know, he'll just settle in at a certain level of an interview. And so Shah's okay. just like really pushing me to be like, you know, he's like, you know, make open questions back to back to back and mm-hmm. be ready. And, and, you know, when I do interviews, it's like, I have some questions and some bullet points and I try to be a good listener because oftentimes those dictate question two, three, four yep. mm-hmm. in between the prepared mm-hmm. notes. But this one, like Shah's like, you know, have them ready. And, um, you know, so I had a huge notebook of questions. Um, it's, they're making it a big deal. It's like a three camera shoot, which is not what we did at MTV. Um, <laughs> we do it at a completely different floor, not on mm-hmm. MTV News's floor. Mm-hmm. Um, different departments are involved because they're trying to use the content for like MTV News, MTV.com, mm-hmm. TRL, mm-hmm. et cetera. And um, they're just sweating me like, yo, Jay's going to be here at this time. Like, uh, come on down to the to 25. And, you know, my desk was on 29. Mm-hmm. And I remember this thing with me, like, I do not want to get there before Jay, because uh, I don't want to be kind of in this crowd. And it's kind of like a, you know, an afterthought where it's like, oh, yeah, and here's Jason. So like, uh, I waited, okay. I waited and I waited. And then they're like, oh, he's here. Um, okay. Where are you? And I'm like, now it's time for me to go. And so, you know, I get down there. Everybody's like kind of in line, like waiting and waiting. The thing that I wanted to avoid. And so then I walk in and because you know, my colleagues were were worried. They're like, oh, there's Jason right there. So it cuts Jay off from doing like mm-hmm. the handshaking line thing. It, so then it's, oh, it's like, all right, cool. Like now we're having our moment. And at that time, that was the first time I'd interviewed um, and met him. And so, um, you know, we're just talking and, you know, I'm saying I'm going to handle this. And I, I had just been to LA right before that uh, interview and I met this producer, uh, TV producer, who's working on uh, sports science. Mm-hmm. It's like ESPN has acquired it now, and it's a you know huge part of Sports Center. But at the time, it was like this niche thing on like Fox Sports, and Fox Sports was like still a fledgling channel. And um, I, I didn't want to reference like inside the actor studio because it wasn't going to be that interview. But you know, we were talking, we we're going to be talking about American Gangster and kind of like really getting into it because yeah, yeah, yeah. ERL wanted to do this like brand spanking lyrics week. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, you know, I just saw this show like sports science or whatever. And I kind of want to do it like this. And he's like, what's the show about? And so then, you know, it becomes icebreaker. So we're talking about the show or whatever. And I see him paying attention and I got him. Um, but then I'm like, all right, let me like get off because I don't want to be like, I don't want to overstay my welcome. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, yeah, that's the show, whatever. But I was like, you know, we'll get into it and you'll see like once we start doing an interview, I was like, I'm gonna let you get ready. I'm gonna go get ready. And I separate from him. Um, you know, so th- we get back and we sit down and um, it-, it ended up being good. It was, it was supposed to be 20 minutes. It was a scheduled 20 minute interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up interviewing for uh, an hour and a half. Um, and so it was great. Yeah, and actually we only ran with like, a few minutes of it. Um, I keep telling people on Twitter all the time, I'm going to use that footage and, and do like a, a Twitter documentary and kind of just put it on, on, on Twitter mm-hmm. and people keep mm-hmm. reminding me. So I'm, I'm going to eventually do that. But mm-hmm. um, no, you know, I, I just, just like learning interview, my interview style at MTV changed a lot because 
stuff was being used for cameras. So it was, it was less like crosstalk mm-hmm. um, and interrupting and kind of letting, let, you know, his audio be clean. So, um, you know, before when I was like at a magazine, I had like a cassette player recording interviews. It'd really about it'd really be a lot about having like good questions. Mm-hmm. At MTV, it turned mm-hmm. into like listening well, like really listening and showing attention and, and making making my physical responses feel like a bridge for the yeah, cross exactly, yeah. more and more and more. Because, like you said, like if the if you listen, you bounce another question pops up that wasn't even in the list. Yeah, yeah. So you mm-hmm. know, we ended up having this like great conversation. Um, and then, you know, I'd see him around the city and, and um, you know, I've only interviewed him twice in my career, but I've seen him a, a lot more and, you know, just having a good rapport. And like, mm-hmm. I remember seeing him out one night at like, I think it was like Angela Yee's, like a, a bowling party she had. And it happened to be like my birthday, like either that night or like the night before. Mm-hmm. And I remember my homeboy telling him, and uh, Jay was like, word? He was like, come over here and have a shot. And like, at that point, I was like, blitz. And I'm like, yo, I can't have another <laughs> drink. He was, like, oh. he was like, if you change your mind, you come over here. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I think it's just, um, I, you know, I don't know if I learned or taught anything, but, you know, the experience is, it was just like, it, it, when you're in those moments, like you're, you're peers, right? Like he's yeah. an artist, I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, together we combine for an element or an aspect of like the entertainment mm-hmm. um, industry. And, you know, I never, I don't look at it as like you're Jay-Z and I'm just this kid from Delaware. Like in that moment, like we're attached at the hip and yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in it together. And so I, that, I think, I guess maybe from that experience, like it just affirmed that. Um, and then, you know, the way I see him post that interview and, and how we interact is, you know, again, like more, um, you know, the, the feedback that like what I thought is the right thing to do was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then you moved on from MTV uh, and then years later you moved on to Revolt TV mm-hmm. and, and like you were there from the get-go and elaborate a bit on the early days of Revolt TV and working with people like Diddy. Yeah, um, so I was there early, not necessarily the get-go. Uh, you know, there, there was a group of people who were there before like mm-hmm. the channel even went live. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I wasn't there when it went live, but... I remember the co-founder and president, his name's Andy Schoen, uh, mm-hmm. doing a Skype interview. He was like, you know, the cement is still wet, um, you know, so it's still very early and, you mm-hmm. know, you can have a chance to have an imprint. Um, and so I went over there and, you know, I, I, I think at that time it's like learning, not only making like cool content, but, you know, making sure like the business of what you're doing is right. Cause you want this to survive and, and, mm-hmm. and do well. And, you know, the thing is we, it's, it's a network, but our audience is digital, but the way we get money is through TV. Mm-hmm. So thinking about those allocations and trying to make a case for yeah. like, why I need more resources here mm-hmm. because our audience is here, but you know, uh, you know, people on the TV side is like, but well, you know, we pull in the money here and to sustain it, we need to invest here. And, um, you know, just a good experience of like having to think beyond just, you know, writing well, or this is a good video clip or good video piece. Um, but, you know, holistically, like where, where's, where's the best place to put the money um, and build things out and, yeah, I mean it's really hard, you know, and and Revolt's still going through that now, right? Where yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's still struggling, uh, not struggling, still 
and early stages. Yeah. He is yeah. still endeavoring to find an identity outside mm-hmm. of um, the affinity with Diddy. Um, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. tough because, you know, he, he, he's an immense figure. And, you know, even he said it on the record, like he didn't anticipate the challenges of like 24 seven having to fill uh, the attention for content. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, that, you know, mistakes made experiences uh, gained uh, for sure. Did you learn anything from Diddy, like personally, uh, anything? No, you know, the, the things like Puff was like the chairman. He wasn't necessarily the CEO. So he wasn't, okay. he wasn't, he wasn't day to day. But I, I will say like my, 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 my biggest takeaway from Revolt, um, I, I worked, I ended up working closely on a couple of projects with Andre Harrell. And, right. Um, you know, kind of unbeknownst to me, like, you know, he became like a mentor to me. And I, I learned a lot of him from him. There was like less like business school stuff, which it, but it was more just like leadership and, and looking at big pictures. And, from Andre. From Andre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like he, he, like Andre really invested in people. And, mm-hmm. and it, even if it wasn't with the resources, it's like, you know, he would, again like andre listened um you know for for a person who could probably speak more than anybody like he just listened a mm-hmm. lot and he used that to figure out like how you ticked um and you know i, I just thought that was like extremely valuable watching a man like that move that way mm-hmm. um and then you know and he was somebody certainly who like uh you know before his passing like you know he he would go to one oak and he'd be there you know weekly and checking out like what's playing and what's the scene and mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of that like personal investment in the culture yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. trying to stay relevant and seeing what's popping so you can apply yeah. it to but, but know, less yeah. like but less trying and just being like being there yeah like, like fans listen to hip-hop like Mm-hmm. heads like experience it you know what i mean you're just in it and and you know um yeah so yeah just i just learned a lot about him with just like you know how to how to, how to move and 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 kind of carry yourself mm-hmm. you know in a manner that kind of has grace but also respect at the same time and mm-hmm. um you know using that to kind of like collect people until the moment you need to like you know pull something off so i have my i learned the most from him at at, at everyone he was he was you know vice chairman and obviously super close to pop yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny because you said the exact same thing uh lyric perez said when i had to interview her uh she said the exact same thing about andre harrell like he listened and he was everywhere like Mm -hmm. any hands-on that needed to be done he was there yeah, now he was he was he was fantastic. I, when he when he passed, I remember writing on my my IG like, um, you know he had a he had an ear for music mm-hmm. and, and a and an eye well, for taste or something like that. But but he definitely had like heart for people. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, based on your favorite movies, music, etc., which character or person you think personality wise represents you? Um, since me, um. I don't know. It's funny. I want to say Will Smith just because he's a star and he's from uh, Philly and I grew up like, you know, 20 minutes outside of Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Nas speaks to me a lot. Um, you know, it's like I I, I I like to be, it's funny, like I, I, I imagine myself as like somebody who's like, you know, it's a good experience to hang out with, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much like 
again, like I said, like, you know, I want to be supportive of a woman, uh, but I'm also very much like a guy's guy, you know, with throwing back drinks and talking uh, ish and being loud. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's kind of like the Brooklyn element of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being funny, but like, I, I really like the, the, the takeaway that I want people to know about me the most is kind of just like, um, you know, I'm respectful and I command respect. And and I command respect mm-hmm. from you know the way I move right like I I, I don't, I'm not gonna jerk anybody over because you're gonna see me right like I've been in this 20 years so it's yeah, like exactly I'm not going away like I'm 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 not rolling 20 deep like a lot of times I show up to stuff with myself or I'm with my wife right so it's like I'm not on something like sucker ish like mm-hmm. um, I'm respectful and and because that it brings respect my way and, and you know. Nas is kind of that way, right? Like, you know, he's not yeah. rah rah. He, you know, he he does his diligence. He's a dope rapper. Now he does, you know, curating part of these kind of like. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of said it. He kind of said it in a rhyme. I'm that cool late back dawn who won't say nothing but laugh yeah. when the fella starts fronting. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I'd go with Nas. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, okay. Now, um. Any hobbies outside the entertainment industry that you like to do, or? Um, yeah, like you know, I'm 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 huge in the sports. You know, like I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder for the Philadelphia 76ers. I love basketball. Um, you know, I I I run in, in like half marathons. I I play you know pretty competitive softball leagues. Um. Um, I'm, you know, I'm social. I, just, I love my friends, man. Like, give me a good glass of whiskey, and like, <laughs> we just got to show up at the same place, and I could stay there for hours. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, love my family, love my wife, love my daughter. Um, you know, that's a lot of time. You know, comedy. I love stand up comedy. Um, I, at one point, I was going to start like a media company around uh, black comedy. Uh, you know, it's still in my back pocket, maybe. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I kind of just have like the gaze of like, um, uh, you know, like who like male magazines are targeted to, like GQ, right? It's like mm-hmm. I love fashion. Okay. I, I, not, not that I love fashion. I like being fly. I like sports. I like music, mm-hmm. um, movies, entertainment, like you know, story elements of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, so it, sometimes it's not, I mean, even it's like, I, I don't leave work and like, don't listen to rap, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, still, exactly. a, hobby. Yeah, yeah, that's still yeah. a hobby too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of the podcast, I have these 10 questions, rapid questions that I got from Inside the Actor Studios as I host, uh, as I honor James Lipton, who's the host of it. Uh, the first question is, what is your favorite word? Um, My favorite word? I want to say fuck is my favorite word, <laughs> um, but I think you have curses in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to double up. Uh, what is my favorite word? Um, probably yes. Uh, yes is my favorite word because no ends things, right? Like sometimes people say no for fear of wanting to end things, but mm-hmm. like yes means they have to then carry it on, right? Like, and that's how collaborations happen. I have this idea. Are you down? Yes. So mm-hmm. then you have to figure out your part of it. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I'd probably say like yes is my favorite word. Mm-hmm. What is your least favorite word? Weird. Um, mm-hmm. Weird is my, my 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 least favorite word. Um, it's so subjective, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
oh, you know, these weird rappers with colored hair or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like Flavor Flav. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just examples and, and you know, it's it's eye beholder stuff. So like, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, weird is is, is definitely my, my least mm-hmm. favorite word. I, I try to not use it. When I, when I find myself using it, I feel like I'm shortchanging kind of how I'm trying to express myself. So yeah, weird. Okay, I see that. Yeah, yeah. What is your, what turns you on in life? Um, what turns me on in life? I, I, two things that like really get me excited are like, uh, I'm a super Philadelphia sports fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like Philadelphia sports wins. Um, and, um, I opening lines of rap songs, man. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> that's like, is, man. do you have a favorite one specifically? <laughs> um, what is that? That's a good one. Um, I mean, there's so many good ones, man. Um, yeah, yeah, too many. It's a broad question. Yeah, like Rick Ross and um, what's the record with with him and Puff and John Legend? Uh, from my day's view, I could see his point of view. Like, I don't remember. There's so many, man. A wrong, yeah. like, a big has like tons of them. Like, I um, my I gotta go with for me. It's gotta be Big L. Which uh, Everywhere I go, brothers know my fucking name. I'm flooring fellas and I only weigh a buck and change. Oh, yeah. I gave a lot of black eyes in my extorting days. Fucking with me, a lot of fellas be sporting shades. What? Yeah. I mean, there's so many. I could like Big Daddy Kane, Raw, it's probably like super famous. Here I mm-hmm. am, R-A-W, like just the L way to start a record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, many. Armed and dangerous. Ain't too many bang with us. Like, this is... Mm-hmm bananas man too many Nas, new york street it's like, like new york state of mind like mm-hmm. yeah, that's like bottle that up and inject that into my arm man yeah. like, <laughs> what uh what turns you off in life um narrow-mindedness mm-hmm. I, you know I, it, it, that kind of goes with like the idea of like weird like you know just people just wanting to be so dismissive of stuff um without because I think they kind of just want to divorce themselves from the responsibility of thinking something through or having a perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Um, I can't think of anything more than like my daughter saying daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, or she says dad now, which is yeah. it's making me sad that the Y, the D, the D in the Y. Yeah, growing up. <laughs> yeah. Growing up. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, hmm. What sound of noise do I hate? Um, I don't know. I mean, instinctively, I want to say like crying, and I don't mean like my daughter's crying, like you know anybody, but that, but it's also like a fair representation of like emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, but you know, uh, crying can definitely tug at my heartstrings mm-hmm. from anybody. And now, obviously, I think you answered this. You answered this in the first one. But what is your favorite curse word? Oh man, fuck is such a beautiful word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just for the like uh, added emphasis of something, like you know, mm-hmm. like um, that is a good drink. You know what I mean? If I'm saying that, but I'm like, yeah, that's a good fucking drink. Like mm-hmm. this is something completely just comes out. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's more than one level up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I just, it's just, 
it's a it's a beautiful fucking word. Mm -hmm. And even and then living in New York kind of made that love for it even more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because they say fuck a lot. So um, but what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, it's funny. I have, a, I, have, so I have three older brothers and one of my older brothers says that if I never moved from Delaware and I never got into journalism, he thinks that I'd be a city councilman. Um, <laughs> not the mayor, um, nice. a city councilman. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think that's part of me being like a people person, but also a little kind of like, uh, a little probably too much virtue for my, my own, um, sake. But, uh, I like to say, I'd like to do. I, I, if I had to do it over again, maybe I'd do radio. Um, mm -hmm. right, like writing is dope, man. Like, I, you know, I enjoy, I, it's not that I enjoy writing. Like, you know, I, I like the end result of it, but writing right. can be like painful and unforgiving and, you know, such a like isolating experience. Mm -hmm. You know, even when you like co-byline stuff with somebody, like it'll be like, you write this half, I write this half. And, you know, th there's some like interaction, but like, you know, I, you know, even podcasting is kind of like one to one, but like, yeah. you know, the, the, the I used to do an online radio show and, mm -hmm. um, called the BQE. It was with Shaheen and my man Hanif Sumner and just like, you know, having a drink from the environment and just inviting some people that weren't even part of the show to just like hang out and chill. Mm -hmm. Guess like, you know, like I, I, I really like that, um, social camaraderie. Um, yeah, yeah. Just sit yeah, around, I, talk shit, and enjoy the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say, you know, and if I could put that same kind of like perspective, like you know, like right now, it's like I'd I'd love to be a radio host right now and have like four mm -hmm. or five people, like one L DJ taking calls right now, just talking about DMX and, mm -hmm. and just be on the air for like three hours, just oh, talking yeah. about like minutia of lyrics and, and remembering memories and, and, and different songs and mm -hmm. DJ, you know, queuing them up. And, you know, I, I just, it's just like, this like beautiful, um, like spirit that kind of like emerges from just like the yeah. cross section of people and their point of views and perspectives. Um, so yeah, I, I, for a long time, I'm like, damn, I fucked up. I should have did radio, but, um, <laughs> no, nah, you know, I did, I did, I did, I did well with writing. I'm, I'm you know, super proud of the mm -hmm. perspective, but if I, if I do it over again, I think I'd, I'd be like a radio host. Mm -hmm. What profession would you not like to do? Um, I don't know. I don't think I know enough about a thing that I wouldn't want to do to not do it. Um, okay. Okay. I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be no cop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, for 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 institutional reasons that mm -hmm. just disagree with me. Mm -hmm. Now the last one is: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, I mean the the the, the cheap easy answer is you know your big brother is right over there. Mm -hmm. um, another one would probably be like um, you know big performs in ten minutes over on this stage. Um, nice. You know what I mean? Nice. That's dope. Uh, any last words you'd like to give to the people? Any shout outs? And where can they follow you on the social? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Jason Rodriguez, J A Y S O N R O D R I G U E Z. Um, I have a weekly uh, hip hop newsletter called Backseat Freestyle that uh, I think is pretty dope. I've been getting a lot of dope feedback mm -hmm. um, out of that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I like that. I, you know, it's kind of like my unfiltered, unmitigated kind of perspective on things. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really big in kind of like indie things uh, these days and, and less the, um, the 
things that you kind of have to endure when you're part of something mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I, that might be part of like last word, but you know, other yeah, than yeah, that, yeah. like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the person who says, it and I get in trouble for saying it, but it's like, you know, rap has never been better than it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can argue with who the greats were at different times, but like, there's just so much to listen to now. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really good. Really fucking good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. This was another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcast. Peace.